0: Welcome to the Triple Latte Leadership Life Hack podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Listen as we explore the timeless attributes that encompass effective leadership. Attributes that will help you supercharge your success at home, work, and play. Are you ready to be the leader we know you can be? Of course you are. Today we will discuss the leadership life hack that will help you get there. So now please join our host and curator of leadership and strategy, Joseph D'Amatoz. Hey friends,
1: welcome. Welcome to 2019 and welcome to the first Triple Latte Leadership Podcast of the year. I'm Joe D'Amatoz and I'm excited for you for 2019 and for what it will bring. Today, I want to share three success principles that will absolutely help you to rock 2019. You know, this is the time of year many of us are making resolutions. And I got to tell you, the data on resolutions and their effectiveness is mixed. Look, I know that when I pull up to my gym this week, it's going to be packed hard to find a good parking space, equipment on the floor, a backup, locker room is going to be full. And I also know from past experience that when I go again in late February, hopefully a few times in between, that I'll breeze right up front to a great parking spot, the gym will be cozy, no problem getting on the right equipment, and the locker room will be a joy. You know, in my experience, smart goals work better than resolutions. What do I mean by that? Of course, smart goals are measurable, they're actionable, and they have deadlines, right? And in my experience, smart goals work their best when they're prioritized, and when they're powered by an incredibly awesome and powerful why, that motivation behind the what of the goal. Let me give you an example. As I sit here, I'm preparing to run a half marathon in April. I've run a bunch of marathons and half marathons in my life. And it's great to have a goal to get into shape or to run a half marathon or a 5K or, or, or a full marathon. But in my experience, when you have a strong why for competing in that marathon, it makes all the difference in the world. Let me give you an example. I'm an aging runner. I'm in my 50s, and I have small kids. And I want to be there for those kids as they age. And I want to be there able to run with them and to play catch with them and to go to events with them. So I want to be healthy, and I want to be strong. So yeah, I want to run another marathon, and I'm training for a half in April. But for me, it's more than that. When when I'm training, when I'm running those miles, I'm really making an investment in being there for my boys and being able to be healthy and vital and engaged as they age. So goals that are smart, that are measurable, measurable, I'm having trouble with that word, actionable and have deadlines are powerful, but you are most likely to succeed when you have that strong why. As fuel for that goal. And you know, let me tell you, there have been a handful of the big goals in my life that have been absolutely life changing. I'd like to tell you a story about one big goal that if I hadn't had it and hadn't made it and hadn't encountered bumps along the way, we probably wouldn't be talking today. I wanna tell you a story about me in college. You know, as I speak to you now, as we have this discussion together, I have a master's degree from Johns Hopkins. I have a bachelor's degree from the University of Hawaii, and I've studied postgraduate executive education at Wharton. But that wasn't always the case. You see, when I first entered university right after high school graduation, I absolutely loved it. I loved the studying. I loved being on campus, and yeah, I loved a bunch, the partying. But I, I felt when I was in my groove at the University of Hawaii like i feel today in a great cathedral or a synagogue or a mosque i just felt like i was at a place where i could be my best self and then a couple of years into college i was faced with some decisions and i made some good ones and i made some bad ones and the reality is is despite the fact that i absolutely loved school i dropped out i had offers for an incredibly important responsible staff jobs in government and in organized labor. And I took those jobs. I earned those dollars and God, I missed school. Like you missed a loved one that's far away. And I had this fantasy, you know, I had this fantasy that I could go to school and, you know, somehow register and work. And so I, I registered at community college. Remember now I had been at the four year university, but while I was working, I registered for courses at community college, at the junior college with this fantasy that I would somehow be able to work full time and sneak off without my bosses knowing it. And to continue with my first love to continue to sort of date my higher self by going to school. Well, of course That plan didn't work out so well. And believe it or not, it's hard for me to even vocalize this. I got two semesters of straight F's. F's for just not showing up. Not F's because I did the work or didn't do the work. I registered for college for eight college courses over the course of a year and I never showed up. So as my years progressed and my career progressed, I went back to the University of Hawaii to the four-year college, and uh, I met with uh, an admissions counselor there. You know, I had been a student in good standing with solid average grades, A's, B's, and C's at the University of Hawaii, and I went to go and see that admissions counselor. I said, hey, I want to come back. I want to come back to the University of Hawaii, and I got to tell you, I was shocked. Um, She didn't laugh, but she did literally tell me that I wasn't... College material, that I wasn't eligible to come back to the University of Hawaii because of the year of F's that I had earned at community college, that I was no longer eligible because of those F's to come back to the University of Hawaii. That was an earth-shattering realization. I was broken. It came a time at a time in my life when I really needed to get back into school. I needed to succeed. I needed to prove that I could learn. I needed to pull myself out really of the gutter, which will be the source of a future triple latte leadership podcast. So I went back and I thought about it and I came up with a plan. And the plan was that I was going to enroll back into community college in the same courses that I had registered for earlier when possible with the same instructors and I wasn't going to tell anybody about this plan, this quest, really. And I was going to get two straight semesters worth of A grades, and that two semesters of A grades would then make, on average, the two semesters of F grades C's, and I would be eligible to get into back into the University of Hawaii. So that was the plan, and I enrolled. And there's a longer story here, but at the end of the first semester, I was on my way to getting those straight A's and I was noticed by a couple of incredible people, Winifred Oda, Robin Fujikawa, and some others. And I got a leg up. I did get straight A's that semester, but it didn't take a whole year of straight A's to get back into the university. You know, ultimately, I, I went back to the University of Hawaii. I was a press club scholar and a scripts Scripps, Howard Scholar in Journalism, and eventually I finished my degree. got my bachelor's degree in political science from the University of Hawaii before getting my master's in government at Johns Hopkins and my executive education in management at Wharton. So, what was that all about? How did I do that? Well, in looking back and in reading the book and the work of Jack Canfield, his book, The Success Principles... I applied, at the time, not really knowing it, three of Jack's most important success principles. I applied success principle number one. I took responsibility for my earlier action. The fact that I had failed those two semesters of classes. That was really important. And I held on to and applied Jack's success principle number 13. I took action. In fact, I took massive action. And finally, the most challenging part is I accepted and took action and worked Jack Canfield's success principle number 29. I completed the past so I could embrace and create a better future. Now, that was about living in the hurt more than taking responsibility, really recognizing that. I had failed, um, and I was responsible, no matter how well-intentioned, I was responsible for the fact that I had registered for those classes and had the fantasy that somehow I would complete them. So, in working success principle number 29, completing the past to embrace the future, I I had to own that failure. I had to be responsible for it. I had to feel it again. And then I had to forgive myself, and I had to cast it aside so that I could move forward. So as we approach the early days, weeks, and months of 2019, here's my challenge to you, and here are the three success principles that will absolutely help you to rock 2019. So remember these, right? These are from Jack Canfield's The Success Principles book. I urge you to pick up a copy. Here's what they are. Take responsibility for your actions. Take massive action against your goals. Again, against your smart goals. And complete the past. Make right the past. Own the mistakes and the learnings of the past. For you give yourself for the past so that you can create a better future in 2019. So again, listen, I am excited for 2019 for you and for me. Please, by all means, rate this podcast. Go to Triple Latte Leadership on Facebook. Sign into our email distribution. And most importantly, do well and be well in 2019.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Triple Latte Leadership Life Hack podcast. If you enjoyed this episode please let us know by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. For more tools on achieving your goals as a leader, please visit Triple Latte Leadership on Facebook. Be sure to like our page so you can stay updated on our offerings. To contact Joe D'Amatos, please send an email to CEO at Leadership.com. Be well.